The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Representatives of the Financial Services Union, FSU, gave evidence at the Oireachtas Enterprise Committee yesterday on employee experience of technological surveillance, where they presented the results of an extensive survey among members by researchers at the University of Limerick, with more than 9 in 10 workers, in fact 91%, saying they were concerned with the level of monitoring. Now, to talk about all of this, I'm joined by the Managing Director of FutureWise, Peter Cosgrove. Peter, good morning. Good morning. Now, time was when monitoring your workers was having a camera over the till. Yeah. to make sure that, that no one was light-fingered. Uh, but it's much more sophisticated than that now. Yeah, and, and the word surveillance is, is is a worrying word because it it's a lot of things. So, for instance, you know, all lawyers will tell you that they get monitored to time units of about five minutes. So they're literally being checked every day. Many people who work in sales. This will, is for billing purposes. Yeah, for billing of purposes, of course. But salespeople will tell you they're often monitored by day, how many calls they make, because there's a link between calls and revenue. So it does happen. And that's not surveillance. That's essentially targets and KPIs. But where it starts getting worrying is where they're starting to check on things like how often you're using your keyboard, how often you're moving your mouse. Uh, putting cameras uh, so they can actually check whether you're sitting at your desk. And I think that's where the stress levels for employees come So if they supply a laptop, which they generally do in the tech sector to their workers, and the worker is working remotely, um, can they actually legally or otherwise switch on the camera? Well, this main thing is you probably need to look at your employee handbook, Pat, and the problem is it's probably in page 42 of what they can do. Uh, they're not generally going to break any rules on this in terms of any privacy laws, but the fact is many employees will, when they want the job, will sign away certain things about this. They don't read the 42 it, pages. No, no, but it's like everything in Apple. Every time you get a new update, you don't read the terms and conditions. So, um, And the worrying thing is, for me, the, the challenge is transparency, because if a company tells you what they're doing and why they're doing it because sometimes there is a real real reason mm-hmm. for this. I think most people are happy. It's almost the we think this is happening and often there's stories and rumours going around about what's happening which isn't happening at all but by the fact that there's a rumour means it's not very good. I mean for example they would have safeguards on their laptops that they supply that someone couldn't be watching porn for example yeah. Yeah. on the laptop so they they certainly have controls. They, they have controls and and some some of those controls are absolutely right because there's lots of cyber threats in there and they need to be careful on that. It's where they start doing things that you start seeing employees almost uh, fight against so you know how often you move your mouse I see people who create little machines that can keep tapping their mouse every five minutes when they're away to make sure the screen never dies so it looks like they're always there. So so people are spending more time working on getting around this than actually doing their but work. But if they've got AI at headquarters, uh, the AI would say, this person has not gone to the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Therefore, this person is cheating the system. Yeah, no, and, and there, there probably is a little bit of that. I think the, the, the challenge is... Uh, a bigger point around this is that once we moved into this whole world of flexible remote working, we have a lot of employers who are worried that they don't think their staff are working. And that's the bigger issue here. They have to start from a bigger point of if you're not going to trust your staff, you know, you're going to have a real challenge with this because surveillance isn't going to help your staff feel loved, feel empowered. It's going to give you the opposite effect. Now, sometimes if it's results based and you get paid on your results, often commissions are applied. Um, If you get results, the employer shouldn't care whether um, you spend two hours in the morning picking your nose in the garden. Yeah, and and absolutely. And and actually, Pat, the interesting, the flip side of that is 
you shouldn't really worry about some of these targets and surveillance if you're actually doing a great job because nobody's checking up on you. It's the same point. You know, it, this is for the people who aren't doing a good job. And the reality is, if you're doing a good job, none of this really should matter. The, where they're trying to do is catch people out. But the problem with that word is catching people out because actually, you know, um, I've seen firms that are with this new um, kind of less, uh, st- less kind of places in work. They've got desk policies about how many people can come in because they don't have room for everybody. But the moment they put that system in place, people think, oh my God, there's sensors on the seats that are going to check if we're sitting down or not, which isn't in place. But the fact that they don't be really explicit about it is a problem. A bit difficult with hot desking where you don't know whose bottom is exactly. on the seat. Exactly. Unless they probes for that as well. Yeah. Um, but what kind of employers do you think are paranoid about this? I mean, are the modern tech employers worried about it? I mean, we see, uh, you know, Meta let go up to 490 people uh, yesterday. Uh, they don't care whether those people were clicking or not clicking. You know, that's a numbers game. Yeah. And, and like every time you hear like that's a, a major amount of employers. And I always say to people, anyone listening, you know, your job, you know, you weren't made redundant. Your job was made redundant. I think psychologically it's important because it was a global decision. I mean, but- in Meta yesterday, there were tears. I mean, absolutely people weeping openly in Meta when they got the, the, the letter saying yeah. you are included. Yeah, and, and it is terrible. The, the thing I'll say that will help them a little bit is they have a consultation process. They've actually known this might be coming for quite a while, as in the, these kind of, uh, there's been kind of storm in the whole tech industry. And, you know, it may not be over yet. So I think the, the worry for a lot of these people is, uh, sorry, the positive I'd say firstly is the numbers came out in Ireland. We've almost 2.6 million people in work. We've never had more so people in So in theory, there are jobs out yeah. there for the people who lost theirs uh, yesterday and over the coming four uh, weeks. So this is a global decision because of global challenges, but are the the Irish marketplace has never looked in ruder health when you look at how low unemployment is and how many jobs there are. Now, uh, for employers, this kind of thing, from what I'm hearing, it's generated massive toxicity in the workplace. Even people who kept their jobs, you know, just feel badly about their companies now because it, it seems almost like sharp practice in the Irish environment. In America, no, <laughs> you know, you're no longer useful. Out you go. Uh, yeah. There's no great employment protection. Some states might have it, but most don't. Uh, but here, it just seems like nastiness. Yeah, I, I've seen this Pat, uh, for years where people put a huge amount of work into their companies. And actually, I will say the tech firms are generally very good at building this culture and people start to love the company they work in. And then they and the company get, bites you. Yeah, and that's the thing. They don't seem to realise you are literally just a number when they're making these big decisions. You're a spreadsheet and you're a salary level and that's why you're gone or because of your location. And that sounds so terribly uh, crude or or challenging for people, but that is the reality. So people feel like I've put my heart and soul into this company, but you need to realise these aren't decisions affecting you. They're not focusing on you personally. But the impact on the company then and the workforce who are there, obviously new people coming in are full of enthusiasm, but the people who've been there, um, having thought they were in a secure job, good pay, they took out the mortgage, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and suddenly they're left high and dry. What does that do to morale generally across the company? I mean, firstly, you'll have a lot more people getting their CV ready and a lot more people on LinkedIn and just checking what's out there in the marketplace. Because so it makes re- everyone uneasy. Yeah, because the reality is you have to say, well, this could happen because it has happened and nobody is definitely safe. So I just need to check my options. Once people are doing that, they're taking their eyes slightly off the ball. Secondly, if people feel this is happening and they're not in a great place, they're going to do the minimum rather than the maximum for their employer. So the employer has a huge job to do to build that morale back up again. Now, uh, the the question of surveillance, then back to that. We know that Elon Musk uh, said everyone uh, has got to get back to work. We want to see people there. I don't know. Does that make him one of those old fashioned employers who doesn't trust people that he can't see? 
Yeah, I, I mean, it does a bit. I mean, the reality is uh, most people, especially in tech jobs, they don't all have to be in work every day. I think the difference for me always is I worry mostly about people who are fully remote that are never coming into the office because the biggest skills we have that we're going to fight the computers are relationship skills, influencing, persuading, all those people skills that computers are going to find very difficult to replicate. And you can't build trust over email. You can't build trust over a phone call the same way you can do it face to face. Do you think there will be a migration back to work? be back to the workplace because of this culling. I think, yeah, for the wrong reason, Pat, people will come back. They'll come back because when culling happens, people want to be seen to be working hard and that's wrong. But that does happen because people know it does work. This whole idea of distance bias, the further you are from the office, the more people forget about you. So people will be front and centre in their bosses' minds and their eyeline. OK, so people will go back to work unwillingly. And that, of course, doesn't uh, produce a, a great attitude. Uh, yeah. in work. Only if they feel their jobs may, if, like, let's say if the tea leaves show that certain industries are going to go downhill. Yeah. And generally, then your advice to people about surveillance, should they worry about it? Yeah, I, I think you should be asking the questions. They have to tell you. So ask the question, why is it happening? But secondly, don't believe the rumours. Ask your HR department, whoever, and say, what and is that? And get it happening? in writing. <laughs> Get it in writing. Absolutely. Get it in writing because yeah. they'll tell you anything. Absolutely. But unless you have that yeah, email. When, when you ask in writing, they, they suddenly give you a different answer than when you just ask. All right. Peter Cosgrove, who's the Managing Director of FutureWise. Peter, thank you very much for uh, joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.